Welcome to Curtain Jerks here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Mark Borzeka. I'm Steve Sears. I'm Brett Cannell. And we are back here in 2012 after three uh, special episodes. We've had three special episodes. Mm-hmm. Specialist. We had uh, three episodes ago, we had our fully scripted radio play, The McMahon Christmas Carol. Please check it out if you haven't yet. Then after that, we had a special New Year's show. Yeah. Then we had our special review show, which Scott Narver was back with Mark, us for. Mark, you sound a little choked up. You sound yeah. excited about these shows. These are good shows. Of the Canadian Stampede. That's a great show. That was so a great this show. is the first time in many episodes where we're back catching up on the news. Yeah, definitely. At catching World you up. Comedy Podcast Network headquarters. Listeners, you decide. <laughs> did we say our names already? We did. No. I, you did. Uh, no, you didn't say your name, though. I'm Mark Warzeka. I'm Steve Sears. I'm Mark Warzeka. I have to admit that I am a little delirious because I only got an hour and a half of sleep last night. What? what? I was I was actually a little surprised you're not wearing your sunglasses like yeah. you usually do when you record. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a little thrown off your game because the mirror's covered up. <laughs> well, hey, I usually wear my sunglasses because I'm, I'm, I'm a Funkasaurus fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody call my mama. <laughs> but uh, I only slept for an hour and a half last night. I had a really late night rehearsal last night. Mm-hmm. It was like a, we were starting at 10, and I'm not much of a coffee drinker, so I thought I'm going to get a large coffee to make sure I'm up for this rehearsal. And I drank it all through this rehearsal that went from 10 until 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't sleep. I was just awake. Oh, you weren't tired night. from all that dancing? Uh, somebody call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually listening to Somebody Call My Mama uh, this morning. It's on YouTube and it's on iTunes now. This is Brodus Clay's new theme song. Uh, and I, like I, can't get, song. I can't get it I, out of my head. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Uh, well, let's talk about Brodus Clay's debut. Uh, we're going to run down the news, but you know, as always, I should say as a caveat, this is not a comprehensive look at the news. If you want a comprehensive look at the news, go to the Wrestling Observer, Pro Wrestling Torch, Great News Sources. We just kind of pick and choose weird things that are going we're on like in professional a, wrestling. We're like a beer flight, and everything else is like getting uh, wasted in a, in a back alley. We're a beer so flight. So we're like samples? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, hey, try this on for size. Okay. Brodus Clay debuted <laughs> after weeks of buildup. And by buildup, I mean WWE not knowing what they're doing right, or right. having I think any you sense. You mean of- building suspense and anticipation <laughs> that there's a monster lurking in the wings. And everyone expected Brodus Clay to come in as a monster, kind of King Kong Bundy ish. Sure, sure. Squ- squash everybody, mean, badass exactly heel. Exactly what the WWE needs right at this time, too, is just a great. A tank or not. If, if Mark Henry is as fragile as he is right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Constantly getting hurt. Uh, they need somebody like that, man. Some big, fat, mean guy. But at the same time, let's give him a hat and a tracksuit, some lovely ladies, and some pumping tunes, and you can really enjoy yourself as he goes out there and really, you know, lays down the hurt. Somebody call my mama. <laughs> he pissed somebody <laughs> off. All the only part I know for sure is somebody call my mama. So when I'm singing <laughs> in my head, I have to make up the rest of the lyrics. Somebody call my mama. Yeah, I think that's how it goes. But I say funk in there. I go, somebody call my mama. It's funk, something funk, funk. Somebody funk my mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the Funkasaurus debuted. But this has been a uh, a, a controversial and polarizing new gimmick. Yeah. Some people love it, and some people hate it. Yeah. Where do we come down, gentlemen? Yeah, what are the votes? I hate it. I think it's awful. I um, wish they would have brought him in as a monster heel that That's doesn't mean I, I don't think it's entertaining but this is not a main event no, no gimmick this is 
he'll be stuck in the mid to lower card for a few years and, and then released. be jobbed out yeah. and released. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm optimistic. What if they kept the gimmick but then just had him be a monster heel at the same time? Like, so he would dance, and then as soon as the match started, he just destroyed somebody. I think you could give it a little bit of credibility that way. And there's tracksuits, guys. Lovely ladies. Anybody? This gimmick has been sort of tried in the past. I don't know if it's this ever been worked. Done many yeah, times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rikishi, Ernest Miller, yeah. Flash Fong, oh, come on, <laughs> Grandmaster man. Flash. But people <laughs> used to like that Rikishi. You would see people dancing in the audience. It wasn't good dancing, but you people would get up out of their seats. You danced uh, to Rikishi every time he came on TV, didn't Only you, Only at home. I wouldn't do it when I was there. I never got to go see him live, but I would do it at home. Somebody call my mama. Funky, the funky funk, Somebody funk, funk, funk. <laughs> Guys, there's um, there's a re- serious real-life situation going on in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. Between Kevin Nash and the ultimate warrior. Yeah. They've About time a- these guys clashed. They've been having a legit shoot Twitter feud. That has culminated in the Warrior making a 10-minute video mm-hmm. all about his, Kevin Nash. Well, as hey, we all know, stay out of his crosshairs, guys. Yeah, don't don't pop your head up. All right, Warrior's got a giant uh, boner with a scope on it <laughs> for anybody <laughs> who pops their head up. All right, so just be careful. And why would you come down so hard on a guy that's just telling the truth? You know. That's hey. all Warrior claims that he's doing. <laughs> Brett, I'm just telling If the you're truth. being sarcastic, stop, okay? Mm-hmm. I do not want to get in his crosshairs, all right? I don't want that boner gun pointed at us, all right? <laughs> I don't want that hard-on asshole to get up in our faces, okay? So, oh God, I just said asshole. I'm sorry, guys. Now we're, I've targeted all of us. I'm sorry. And he made fun of Hulk Hogan for wearing his glasses and stuff like that because he's like, you wear your $5 sunglasses and you're a 60-year-old man, but then... And hair, and hair extensions. He made... Well, Warrior made fun of Hogan's hair extensions. But all of this is because he speaks the truth. Uh, but then when Warrior does his video, he's wearing like a kid's Adidas beanie hat pulled down. Weird dude. It's because he's menacing. Weird dude. Stay yeah. out of those crosshairs, guys. He doesn't want to fight Kevin Nash. He does not want to he accept doesn't. that fight. No. But if Kevin Nash does lay a hand on him, he better kill him. How yeah. does that sound? <laughs> That's what he said. Didn't we have an audio clip of that, I thought? Uh, yeah, he was I, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the warrior will take you to the seven rings of Jupiter and return and you will know that I am the one true truth among the universe. <laughs> I am the warrior. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> I went like yeah. that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> just like he that. He just said that. <laughs> but you know what was that funny about it is he goes, um, he goes, Kevin Nashko tweet, he tweeted, he tweeted, uh, he twatted, he twatted, uh, hey man, let's have an MMA fight. Anytime, mm-hmm. anywhere, MMA rules. Let's each put up $100,000. And if Warrior had any balls, he'd be like, all right, fine. That would be so badass. I would, that would be, yeah, it'd be, be pretty fucked up, but it's like watching two, like, grandpas fight each other. <laughs> grandpas fight each other. Is that something you do frequently? Watch grandpas fight each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like to go down to the old folks' home and sort of throw a couple of truth bombs and see who picks up on them. Do you think that Warrior still has 100000 in expendable income? He claims he does. He's like, mm-hmm. I've been great with my money. I've got it. Well, this was what it was Mm -hmm. because Nash goes 100,000. Then Warrior put a tweet out where he said 100,000, not enough. Mm -hmm. Add another zero on that, pal. And and then we'd be talking. And then he made his video and then he goes, a million. In the video, he was like, you could add another zero on it, 
But even that wouldn't be enough. That'd be just enough to begin to get me interested. We'd have to go up from there in order to get to the And then Kevin Nash said, I'm negotiating with uh, Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. <laughs> We're going, what are we going to do, $1 billion for this fight? This is clearly the ramblings of a man that doesn't want to fight. The, Both the these warrior. guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think that Kevin Nash would very much want to fight him. Yeah, no, Nash yeah. would fight him, I bet. Yeah. You, you guys yeah. for 10 bucks. I think we'd all watch this fight. I would watch it. I would too. How much would you be willing to pay out of your own pocket by yourself on pay-per-view to watch well, this Well, hold fight? on. Well, what kind of Put what a price. Of, put what, a price on but, it. Not just a price, but what kind of show is it? Is it a pay-per-view just a single fight? Is there an undercard? Like what's what's it gonna be? What like if you're gonna pay forty five bucks for a fight like this, I want a fucking three hour show. Like it, it's got to be something ridiculous. Okay, the up. under there's because this fight could this they need an undercard because this fight could be three minutes when one yeah. of them fucking breaks a leg trying to step into the octagon or the, <laughs> here's my whatever pitch, the hell then. they're doing the main event or the back alley where they're gonna fight with chain link fences set up. <laughs> it's all MMA rules. Main event Warrior Nash. Then the undercard is two other fights uh, with pro wrestlers that want to be MMA fighters. So, like, Bobby Lashley versus Batista is another Michael fight. Tarver, uh, Michael Tarver's training. Michael Tarver versus Kurt Angle. That's the third fight. Mm-hmm. That, okay. that so those the are the event. three would, fights. That's what I'd want to see. How much would you be willing to pay to see that show? I'd spend. Are we getting pizza? Yeah. yeah, forty-five bucks. Oh, well, then it's all about how you go up to forty-five. I'd go up to forty-five yourself, bucks. out of pocket, yeah. solo. But I tell you what, if if the match between uh, the Warrior and Nash is less than three minutes, they have to fight again. <laughs> on the yeah, same see, pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. With MMA, these fights could end in 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, but they have to smelling salt whoever went down, and they have to fight again <laughs> up to three times. Depending I think on I would leg. do 40 yeah. bucks, but I'd be willing to pay $60 to include snacks and beers and stuff because I think I would want to – I would bring that, guys. I would bring snacks and beers and stuff. And add another 100000 so Flair could watch the whole fight with I'm us. not paying $100,000 extra dollars <laughs> so, so Flair could watch. <laughs> if we pay $100,000, i am going to prom with Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He says he will take me to the prom. No inappropriate touching. Um, you know what? Somebody really should put a show like that together. An F show of MMA fights, MMA rules with all these pro wrestlers. People that want to do MMA. That want to do it. Because wrestling fans would pay for it. Yeah. That that's, show would be more interesting to me than virtually any wrestling pay-per-view that took place in 2011. Sure. I'd love to see Can all the fights. we get Aki Bono in there also? Aki, isn't he dead? Is he, <laughs> I don't know. Is he alive still? Yeah, I think we should We should do some cross-promotional <laughs> stuff. We'll have uh, Sumo versus... Uh, um, <laughs> Kickboxing, yeah, and uh, 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 what is it, Krav Maga, the uh, Israeli self-defense uh, fighting style? I, was that a name that you just said? Krav Maga. Did What's you just that? have a s- small stroke? <laughs> Krav Maga. <laughs> uh, WWE is inducting Ric Flair for the second time. There you go into the Hall of Fame. He the- is going to be part of the Four Horsemen getting inducted mm-hmm. into the Hall of Fame. Already in there. Already got a ring. Coming back while he's under contract. For the other, for the opposition, for TNA, I'm surprised that they let him do it. To be quite honest, mm-hmm. I mean, if you have the number two wrestling promotion in the country, why would you let one of your big stars go to the competition? Flair needs the jewelry. But I, I you know, but I, I can't answer this question myself. We should probably try to get a hold of the president of TNA Impact. Dixie I was actually Carter. having dinner with her over the weekend. Sure, yeah. and you were. Uh, I, I gave her some champagne and I asked her to call in today. Because I knew we were meeting. So she's probably not going to then. No, it was a lot of champagne. I Sorry, guys. But, oh, is it, we got ringing. Yeah, yeah. We got ringing. ringing. All right. 
Hello? Uh, Dixie? Ha, ha, ha. Hello? Hey, Dixie, it's Steve. You're on the air with uh, Curtain Jerks. Oh, oh, Steve. Oh, gosh, I've been sleeping. I've um, been sleeping, Steve, since I saw you over the weekend. Steve, did you drug that champagne? No, I didn't. Did I'm you not put a... something in my... Something funny in that champagne? No, you were taking a lot of pills from your tiny little abalone snuff case. So, oh, uh, I got those from Jeff Hardy. I, no, I don't you know should, what they are. You should not have taken Jeff Hardy I, just, I, was just, I thought champagne would be nice, but you should not have been taking I just taking asked him it. if he had some extra strength Motrin. Yeah, that's not Motrin. And he just he pulled out this large man purse and just dumped a bunch of pills Dixie, in my is hand. Dixie, half, is half your face painted right now? What? what? Is half your face painted? Why, Turn yes, on the is. Skype. Turn on the Skype. I want to see what you look like. It, oh, here we go. It's on. Whoa. Oh. All right, turn that off. <laughs> So uh, we understand that uh, Ric Flair is being inducted into the Hall of Fame. WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'm so happy about it. I couldn't be more thrilled. I mean, WWE is a first-class organization. And any time a TNA performer can appear there, well, it just helps our company look much better. Isn't it kind of a conflict of interest? It seems like it would be because you hire a lot of guys after they get released by no, they're the WWE. big league. Yeah, that's all we ever get is the shitty WWE <laughs> cast-offs. Hey, they're the D- big league. Yeah, Dixie, they're, they're, God, don't you think it's kind of insulting these... to talk? Ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> what was in them? Where's Surge? Sir, you mean the European drink? Isn't that drink? my husband? <laughs> oh, no. Surge oh, was that Lord. drink that was like 7-Up from the 90s, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. It was like a Mountain Dew type drink. <laughs> Yeah, I you... got that confused with my husband. Now, Dixie, are you going to put any stipulations on Ric Flair when he goes to this event? Like, should he promote your brand? Yeah, uh... oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he better not think that he's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I have been making dittos on my ditto machine downstairs. I have a ditto machine from I'm the sorry, 1970s Dixie, what is that I ditto? bought on eBay. What is a ditto? It's like a prior to facsimiles and copy machines. So you're going to make flyers. Yeah, I'm going to make flyers on my ditto machine. Is it like a rolling pin that has ink on it and it's, you spin it? It's over? A, you're, very, you're very smart, Steve. It's similar to well, that. Well, why do you think you had dinner with me? And, uh... I'm not sure, actually. I was drugged. I don't remember. All right, let's it. keep going. Uh, but, but so, Rick what are you going to do with these facsimiles? Well, Ric Flair's going to have to hand them out to people at the Hall of Fame. You, you mean Ric Flair's going to be handing out flyers? Sure. When he's up on stage accepting his ring, he's going to have to lean down to the front row to John Cena and Stephanie McMahon and all those big stars and hand them these little dittos I made that say, Watch TNA Impact. On Spike TV from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Thursdays. I just wrote that on there. Don't you think a lot of those people already know when uh, TNA no, is going to be on? No, I definitely don't think they do. I don't <laughs> think so. I do not think they're aware of us, really, the WWE. They don't seem to know that we exist. So, uh, Dixie, do you know about Ric Flair's uh, side operation of trying oh, to generate income? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, on his website. Yeah. He offers many what, services. Wait, what side operation were you talking about? Oh, well, you know, Ric Flair's just a lot of fun to be with on the road. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> so, I bet. He's still he styling has, and profiling. He has lots of drinks, and, well, he does tend to expose himself in public places. Why would you call that the side operation? Well, I, it's just like he whips out his side operation every now and then. <laughs> I'm not saying I enjoy seeing it. I'm just saying... 
Sometimes it happens. It sounds like you're smiling, Dixie. Steve, I'm a lady. <laughs> I'm a lady. You certainly are, Dixie. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get us off topic. No, we were just talking about Jeff Hardy. No, I think no, we were talking, we were talking about, about Ric Flair's Flair. uh, side right, operation. Right. Or operation. So anyways, if you give Ric Flair uh, something like $10,000, he'll call you, talk to you for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. things like that. But I'm hoping that Serge and I have a daughter and then we're gonna Dixie, are you okay? And then we're gonna have a Dixie. We're gonna have we a, hear. I think I hear emergency emergency personnel yeah, calling like up that to was your a, house. A paramedic. Uh, I might have woken up and called nine one one at some point oh, during the Lord. night. That might be them coming now. Ma'am, are you all right? Ma'am, are you okay? Well, I'm not okay. My our ratings have been the same for four years. Uh, all right, just uh, please. No one buys pay per views or pay per views anymore. Probably shouldn't put be listening to this. Our top Ma'am, stars are appearing in the competitions. Uh, put down that chandelabra. God, this is Jeff tragedy. Hardy's painted his face painting between my thighs. I'm oh, drugged boy. up. Well, Dixie, thank you very yeah, much yeah, for joining yeah. us today. We should let her today. handle uh, that. I hope you everything's all right. Bye bye. <sighs> God, that's tragic. Guys, that was awkward. Yeah, yeah, it sure was. You know what else was awkward? What? Brock Lesnar getting his ass kicked in the uh, UFC uh, show. Boy. But at least the guy knows uh, when enough's enough, huh? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's uh, he's going to call it quits, right? Right mm-hmm. after the fight, he said, that's it. I'm done. He's Can't a do big anymore. dude, but that guy who was fighting was a big yeah, dude. Yeah, Alistair Overeem is uh, a bigger yeah. badass yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. He is. But, you know— Brock, think, Brock Lesnar is like he's still the biggest draw in UFC. Like even though oh, he's losing far. matches, he's making more money each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that they'll try to get him to come back and fight again, at least on some capacity. But I don't know if he'll do it. Um, you know, I think he really the guy had a real serious health condition. He had mm-hmm. a foot of his colon removed or his, his intestine, and um, and was in really bad shape. And you know, I think maybe just don't come back. But you know, a lot of people are saying now that he may finally return to WWE mm-hmm. for a match or two. I don't or think or TNA and really up their game, huh, yeah. guys? Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't think he's ever going to come close to working any kind of full time schedule yeah. again. He ha- he hated it, as he made clear in his book. Yeah, but um, but maybe a big WrestleMania. Man, match I here. think yeah, but the, I think his, the Florida schedule would have been good. For, I wish I'd asked Dixie about Brock Lesnar. Well, God. Vince is now coming around a little bit, and he's not making the older guys work these full schedules anymore. They're just coming out at special times of the year. So if Lesnar's added to that mix, like Undertaker and Triple H and stuff like that, I'm sure. I think I'm sure he could have a lengthy yeah, it, post, you know, second career. As long as we don't have a video package or awkward like live satellite feed, like those things with the Rock are always so yeah, bizarre. Terrible. Like when they're not there or they've been pre-recorded, it's like this feels so canned. It's very bizarre. Well, you know, one of the things that was talked about, of course, was Brock Lesnar taking on the the Undertaker mm-hmm. at an upcoming WrestleMania, and they teased it with that with that video that the, with that incident that happened at UFC a little while back. And oh, that was when he lost to Santos, right? Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, he kind of had that verbal exchange with Undertaker. But well, I I thought maybe we should ask Undertaker about this. So he's I mean he's been standing here in the corner of the room the whole time we've been doing the recording Guys, today. He's been- Intimidating the hell out of me. Yeah. He's just been standing there. Just Are staring. you guys ready for me? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're ready. We were just going to intro you, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. Thank you. Hey, thanks for, for uh, thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. Look, we uh, we wanted to see how you're feeling about you know, but a lot of people have been talking Undertaker about maybe you retiring soon. But Brock Lesnar, he he went and re- had him retired from UFC, so maybe he'll come face you at WrestleMania again. Brock Lesnar is trying to steal my thunder. I was slowly trying to retire myself, and now he comes out and tries to retire before me. 
I'm going to challenge him to a retirement match where the loser waits another year and then maybe tries to retire again. So a almost a prolonged retirement yes. match. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I am going to retire over the next three WrestleManias. Over the next year, it's going to be like a yes. gradual retirement. Mm-hmm. So each time, it's going to be a little bit less each time. Yes. Okay. Have you thought about challenging Brock Lesnar to a reverse retirement match where if he wrestled you at WrestleMania and you won, he'd have to unretire from UFC? And go back, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it, four years from now, we will have a retirement match where if one of us wins or loses, it won't matter. We'll both retire. You know, you could also challenge him to a double a double reverse retirement match, which means mm-hmm. if you won at WrestleMania, he'd have to go back to UFC. And then if he lost at UFC, he'd have to go back and try out again for the NFL. Wait, Mark, could you get out <laughs> your chart? I like I had a lot of trouble. This all makes perfect no, sense. Pull down yeah. the chart. I got to see this. Uh, but, you know, Undertaker, I'm a, I am got to be honest with you. you yes. Look, I don't mean to insult you. You've worked really hard. You've had some great WrestleMania matches. but Thank you. You're almost 50 you got to be close to retirement. Uh, mm-hmm. You're saying you're close to retirement, but can you physically even go anymore? I mean, Brock Lesnar's not in good health. Can you can, take it to the limit? Can you guys go in there and have a regular match? I think we can. As you can see by the wheelchair I came in here on, it's made out of materials from hell. What? Yeah, what is sl- that? It looks like black coffin wood. Yes, but it's slowly invigorating me with my youthful spirit again. So by the time WrestleMania comes up, I'll be able to rise from this wheelchair, pull these bags out of my arms and throat, and I'd be able to wrestle this match with the same amount of vigor I always do. Okay. All right. Look, whatever you say. Look, while you're here, Undertaker, I just want to know if you've talked to Kane anytime lately. Cause well, yeah, we're brothers. We talk almost every day. Well, half-brothers. So, I mean, I don't know how close you are. Well, I mean. Actual brothers. Brothers. Uh, oh, oh, God, oh, God. Kane's here. Yeah, Kane's here. He wheeled me in here. Jesus, Kane, I didn't notice you. you that... I've been standing behind these curtains. Take the welding mask off Yeah, first. are you planning on welding something? What's What's, what's up with the welding mask? I saw a lot of work out front. Maybe that wrought iron could be worked on. Uh, look, Kane, I, you know, since I got you here, I, I've been wondering what's been going on. I saw that you were you had been under the ring for an entire Raw episode. Hanging out, having a good time, made some barbecue. I know how to enjoy myself when I'm alone. I mean, but that had to that had to suck a little bit, right? A couple hours, you were stuck under the ring before you finally appeared there at the end of the show. Four dark matches before the show <laughs> went on the air. Four dark matches. Yeah, some guys from uh, from Florida got some tryouts. You have to wait through those. A lot of good prospects. These guys really know what's. Is there a TV going down on. there or anything? Yeah, what? No, I could tell by listening to the plywood each time someone would take a slam. John Cena. Yeah, look, I was just wondering if anyone else was under there with you. I mean, I know Hornswoggle's under the ring. We saw Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels go under there, and there was a whole court down there, Little People's Court. Hornswoggle's there on SmackDown. Most of the time, I just use his power plate and cook a little food on the frying pan that he left there so I can make soft, delicious globs of rice. His hot plate? Is that what generated those flames on Raw? Yes! I barbecue down there. I have to be careful about the smoke. Carbon dioxide poisoning. Carbon monoxide poisoning! (laughs) Yeah, buddy, be careful. We wouldn't want something to happen to you. Me too! I have to wear this wig with my mask. You know, you really shouldn't be doing anything like that at all. I mean, 
Maybe Undertaker, you could talk some sense into Kane. He is your brother. I'm sure you don't want to lose him. Yeah, but he doesn't listen to me. Don't touch me! Well, maybe but... you just have to tell him how you truly feel. I mean, have you ever told him what he really means to you, Mark, Undertaker? I don't know. Kane. Let You're Mark. Let it out. I... Open yourself up to me. <sighs> Let out your emotions. Let loose the I red holes. Don't know that I the red coals can. That fill you with holes inside it's you. It's too painful. I, Kane, I love you. Hate, hate. Don't ah! embrace the hate. Ah, bookcase. Ah! Embrace the love. Our Table. Get out of here! Me. No, get out of here! Both of you, get out of here! Thank you for having us. Kane wheeled me out. God, that was that was that I was a, intense. I made, a, I made a wrong move there at the end. <laughs> I made a wrong. Those are two guys that just can't get their emotions. When he t- when he uh, toppled that coffee table I was hiding under, I almost shit myself. <laughs> well, guys, would you like to know how much the quote John Cena retail brand end quote is worth? I'm real curious. Uh, the John Cena clothing line, what? Are they going to have jeans and shirts? Well, I've got a little story for you. In 2010, the John Cena retail brand was worth $106 million, according to ESPN reporter Michelle Steele. WWE confirmed the amount to Pro Wrestling Torch, noting it's the figure that WWE uses to tell corporate partners the story about Cena's brand value. In 2010, WWE reported 40, 47.7, I'm sorry, $477.7 million in total revenue which translates to Cena directly contributing to 22.2% of revenue. It's a lot of money if that's it true. Is. That's yeah. a pro wrestling torch is the source there. Does anybody know what uh, Hogan's percentage was? No, I hate to always bring it back to Hogan. but Of uh, TNA? Back, back in the 80s? Yeah. I, I imagine it was huge back I would then. imagine it was enormous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole company was built 50%, around 50%. And there, yeah. not everybody so. would have a T-shirt at that point. Only a few uh, No, uh, most t-shirt. of the people had T-shirts back then. I think if you asked the Hulkster, you'd probably say it was around 98% him. <laughs> right, let me check on the intercom. <laughs> it's all me, brother. I'll check on the intercom because he's in a receptionist's office typing oh. for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Hogan? What's up, brothers? Hey, do you remember what percentage you were making? 100%. In- hey, okay, thanks, thank buddy. Thanks. Well, he thinks it was a hundred. Well, he, he prob- I think he probably thought I was asking how much he was giving, uh, like in terms of support to the company, yeah. like financially, and then also how much he was giving to the trash. Well, that's a, but John Cena's worth a lot to these guys. He is, and that's why they keep changing his T-shirt colors and stuff every few months because yeah. it just keeps juicing that revenue. Right. Yeah. Every six months or whatever, he's got to be in a new. Uh, which reminds me of another story. You know, The Rock came on when The Rock returned. He made fun of how John Cena's always in these different colors, and he called him a fruity box of fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles and WWE have actually put together a sponsorship deal, and John Cena's now going to be on the fruity pebble boxes. Yeah, it's a true story. I can't How wait until The Rock gets his own box of cereal that says terrible lumps of shit that doesn't wrestle anymore and only shows up every <laughs> once in a while to promote a movie. Now, I'm glad no, you part said Part of that. a complete breakfast. <laughs> wait, are you the, am I the only one who feels like I'm not really into this Rock comeback? No. No, not at God, all. No. I'm not into it. I just... I'll tell you when you weren't into it is when he took 30 fucking minutes to open up WrestleMania last year. That was atrocious. Or the obnoxious entire birthday show to The yeah. Rock. Yeah. Obnoxious. The biggest party of the year in Miami. The hottest party. 
And not to uh, keep it real or anything. But <laughs> Keeping it real with Warzaka. That promo where he came out and talked about how he had been up from 3 o'clock in the morning. He comes out and he goes, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning today. I worked out because I always hit my workout and got to look like this. Then I went to the set of G.I. Yeah, flew, got in my private plane and flew to the G.I. Joe set. Drove around a semi-truck and shot scenes for G.I. Joe 2 all day. Then jumped in the plane and flew over here and got here in time for Raw. I'm sorry, that is a heel promo. Yeah. What is it? What is what is good guy about that? It's like, wow. So you're a hotshot, jet-setting millionaire douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what are we supposed and to I'm like, here love for you? you. Yes. <laughs> That's a heel promo. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry. And he's listless and lazy rock bottoms. <laughs> yeah, where's the where's the where's the flare? You felt yeah. like in it, you felt like his rock bottoms have not had the and, right uh, amplitude. No, no, they're, they're, he's just he's just he's walking through the motions right now. There's nothing there's nothing passionate behind it. Anyways, well, I, you know what was passionate was Mark just totally burying him right there. I think I started it with the cereal box, but man, that keeping it real, Mark. Thank you. Just to get back to the cereal box, John Cena has now done himself a huge favor to gain the credibility with the wrestling fans that don't like him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> another reason to hate him yeah, even more. Yeah. He's, he's really appealing f- to those people now. He's going to be on the Fruity Pebbles box now. <laughs> well, how about this story, guys? Wrestling legends, this is from Fox Sports. Wrestling legend Stone Cold Steve Austin said he will hand over ownership of 316 to Tim Tebow without so much as a forehand chop if the Denver Broncos quarterback can repeat last weekend's heroics when he faces the New England Patriots. So obviously we're recording this show in between those two games. Tebow made a grand claim on the biblical digits after passing for 316 yards in the stunning overtime victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers and setting an NFL playoff record with three with 31.6 yards per completion. The performance recalled the John 316 that the devout Christian wore as eye black during his college career, painted in tribute to one of his and many other believers' favorite Bible verses. Stone Cold went a different route during his WWE Prime, establishing Austin 316 to humiliate his foes with an invented verse. Austin 316 still rules, the wrestler told TMZ, but he added, if T-Bow can throw for 316 yards again this weekend, then hell, he can have the numbers, and I'll have no problem with it. A guy named John was using it before me, so if T-Bow can do it again, more power to him. Is it really Steve Austin's place to be handing out these verses to people? It seems a little lofty to just sort of throw them around like that. Yeah, I guess he feels ownership over this Bible verse. Well, I don't know if he has ownership. Man, I wonder if there's somebody we can call to see. Oh, wait, he... I, it seems like the intercom's buzzing. I wonder if Hogan has, if there's a guest waiting. Uh, yes, Hogan? Mr. Hogan. What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, there's somebody. Uh, is this important? We're yeah. in the middle of a show. It couldn't be more important, brothers. Jesus is here to talk to you guys. Oh, wow, perfect. Oh, uh, send him up. You perfect. want me to send him up? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, That's Jesus perfect. is on his way. Thanks, Hawks. That's perfect timing. Yeah, yeah that is perfect. great. You know? Oh, well, oh, here he is now. Here, Look at this. Here comes the Lord. Hi, guys. Oh, hey, Jesus. How you doing? Uh, good. Good. Thanks for coming by. I mean, we're honored, obviously. Yeah, I will. Uh, peace be into both of you. Welcome uh, to uh, Curtain Jerks. Thanks. Thank uh, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. a Star Trek quote, isn't it? Uh, well, you know. But you probably gave I the inspired, person the in- yeah. inspiration. Or Nicholas Mayer. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, we wanted, to, uh, we wanted to ask you about uh, what's going on, I mean, respectfully, about what's going on with Austin 316 and Tim Tebow 316. That was a hell of a game. That was a really good game. 
Yeah. Over, overtime? So you're a pretty big sports fan? Oh, not sports. I mean, I, I can appreciate a good football game, but it's, you know, it's just football. What well, about professional wrestling? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of gone down the last couple of years. I mean, glad Jericho's back. <laughs> really? Yeah. How do you feel about the Attitude Era and when all this Austin 316 yeah, stuff I mean, really yeah, took Yeah, I mean, off? do you feel like Steve Austin has a right to be doling out the 316 to other people? Well, you know, it's really, I think Austin really brought that gimmick. <laughs> gimmick. He really brought it to the masses, I guess, after, you know. But uh, giving it to Tebow, I don't think is really the best set. I think really what was really great about it was Austin in 98. That was a great run, and Austin 316 really well, kicked a lot of A, didn't it, guys? Kicked a lot of A. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The Austin McMahon yeah. feud, I think, is one of the best things ever in, in wrestling. I mean, I'm, Jesus, I'm, I'm surprised to know you kept up on all that. Well, you know, you gotta you got to stick to the classics. The Attitude Era is really it's where a lot of it really came together. That was when it was an action movie every week, you know? Really enjoyable. Now it's just it's a variety show of the worst possible kind. Wow. Well, Jesus, I mean, are you sure that, that you feel okay with Austin – uh, I mean, this is the actual quote. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him Hello. shall not perish but yeah. shall have eternal life. I mean, you're you're cool with Austin just letting anybody officially use that, huh? Well, first and foremost, guys, I'm here right now. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. think that should be proof and testament to, unto itself. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, Austin kicks ass. I hope he gets that match with CM Punk at some point in the future. I well, think that'd be really great. Well, maybe you could put that together. Well, I don't like to meddle, uh, you know, the prime directive. Well, what's going on with Austin's movies? I mean, can't you do something about those? Well, he's uh, he's been writing a few of them, but uh, you know, he's one of those guys that he's he wants to do it perfectly, so he's gonna have a yeah. couple of uh, stillborns coming up. You know, what about the uh, spousal abuse? Could you get him to chill out on that? Hey, the heavy drinking. <laughs> hey, guys, be yeah. cool, all right? Okay, sorry, man. Hey, uh, one more thing. Could you tell me who's gonna win the Super Bowl this year? Certainly. <laughs> Was that in tongues? Oh, you didn't get me whispering in your ear, oh, asshole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. We're gonna send you back to the lobby. Bye, guys. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks, Jesus. Wow, guys. Well, what a great guest to sort of cap the show. The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ yeah, is yeah, here. Wow. Well, guys, we're almost out of time here on this mm-hmm. episode. We had a this was a we had a lot to cover here. We hadn't sure. done the news in quite a while. Right, but I think it's an awesome kickoff to the new year, right, guys? It's it a is. great kickoff to the new year, and um, we're going right into WrestleMania season now. So I think there's going to be a lot of stuff going on with the, over the next couple. What of are months. our Royal Rumble plans? Um, Whose house can I come over to? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of our listeners will uh, will email or, or listeners face- you decide or Facebook us and invite you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a that's a good place where we can put in some applause. Uh, <laughs> no, all right. Um, but uh, yes, so actually check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash curtain jerks, and our Twitter is twitter.com slash curtain jerks. And thanks to all of you who have been interacting with us on on there. And uh, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Mark Corsica. I'm Steve Sears. I'm Breckin' Out. Thank you to Phil Ranta and everyone here at the Comedy Podcast Network. Check out all the podcasts on ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. There's some new podcasts on there for the new year. Some really good stuff. Uh, and we're looking forward to talking to you again next time. Bye-bye. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.